them on Facebook for interviews and more. The Morning Drive on News Talk WVMT. Welcome back to The Morning Drive, everybody. Kurt and Anthony here. And joining us now in studio is Brianna Fenton Summer. Brianna Summer Fenton. Oh, I got it backwards. Brianna <laughs> Summer Fenton. And uh, Brianna is a media relations specialist for FEMA External Affairs. Good morning. Thanks for being on The Morning Drive today with us. Thank you so much for having me. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how this works. Uh, you've, you've been, you were sent here from FEMA. Mm-hmm. Um, how does that all transpire? Obviously, dealing with the flood. Um, can you tell us about how that all happens? Um, your your job, they send you to different places, and you're here for how long? How does Give us a little background. Um, so for me personally, um, you know, the state first has to send in a request for FEMA, and so FEMA is here on the state's behalf. And um, after that, FEMA will... Um, send a request to their employees. I'm under the reservist program and they'll send a request to their employees. So most of the FEMA personnel that's here in Vermont right now, we're coming from all over the United States. Um, I'm coming from California. There are many from Puerto Rico, East Coast, um, all over. And um, we all came here to do one thing and that's to support FEMA's mission and to help get uh, Vermont survivors back on their feet again and help them with immediate needs. And so you'll be here in Vermont until the job is done, but you don't know how long that might be. Exactly. So as I was, as I was saying before, like we are here on the state's request and um, we're here until the community needs are met. So you mentioned reservists is a lot like, uh, you know, we have like army reservists. So does FEMA um, talk a little bit about the Re- FEMA reservists program? I think that's interesting. So um, we're on call and we get deployed and um, we're here until the job duties are completed. And And how would uh, because, you know, it's it I mean, it's 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 very important work. And um, so you to be a reservist to the you go through training like you would. Um, I'm, I'm thinking I'm relating it to the National Guard because it seems very similarly kind of structured that way. Uh, how did, how did you get involved? Um, we, I've always wanted to give back to the community somehow. And, um, luckily I was able to, um, get accepted into FEMA. I applied on usajobs.gov. Um, FEMA actually may still be looking for local hires, um, in Vermont right now. So Vermont residents may have an opportunity to work for 120 days, um, in Vermont, as it's really nice to have local knowledge mm-hmm. um, to support the mission. And um, that may still be going on right now, but I'm not exactly sure. But look up usajobs.gov and um, you could um, Potentially. send in an application. Yeah. No, because I think... <laughs> for a job. Well, uh, there are a lot of folks that I think uh, at certain times in their lives would like to be able to give back. You know, and, and this is one way it just kind of struck me when you said... FEMA reservists. I was like, well, that's pretty cool because we know the FEMA comes in. We just, where do you come from? You know, mm-hmm. and, and then, then when your mission is done, you got to move on to the next one. Yes. And so there's a couple different programs that are here. There's reservists and there's people that are also full time. And then there's people coming from um, the region as well. So we have a little bit of everyone here. And I think what's great about that is that everyone has different experiences, different knowledge, different ways to um, find solutions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's great to 
as Anthony was t- talking about, it's great to sort of draw the curtain back a little bit and see how the process works because we know about FEMA, but we don't really know how the process works so much. So let's talk a little bit about uh, the latest news with with FEMA and regard to our floods here in Vermont. Um there was a registration deadline, and has that been extended now? Yes, so Vermont residents affected by the July flooding, severe storms, landslides, mudslides, um, whose primary residents were, effect- were affected, um, now have until October 12th to apply. And this extension is great for those that haven't had the chance to apply yet. And the sooner that you're able to apply for FEMA assistance, the sooner FEMA can work on your case. And FEMA assistance includes home repairs, temporary housing. It could also include other serious needs such as maybe your appliances inside your house got damaged or school supplies, um, anything that is essential for you. Is there is there anything that FEMA does not cover specifically? Um, FEMA does not. FEMA does not cover your vacation home. So FEMA covers just your primary residence and only like one household can apply. Okay. And this is for homeowners and renters. So homeowners and renters have um, the opportunity to apply for FEMA assistance and you have to also be in one of the nine designated counties. So uh, it applies to renters as well. So the, so the property owners, um, that was a question that somebody asked me, you know, who who applies for the assistance? But if you're a renter and you lost all your personal belongings, uh, you'd qualify uh, um, to apply for FEMA yourself. Exactly. So you may be eligible for FEMA assistance, but um, I think it's just best to apply and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and Brianna, can you talk a little bit about the disaster recovery centers? Mm-hmm. What's FEMA's role in regard to those? Are they still operating? What can people expect if they go to a disaster recovery center? So disaster recovery centers, I think, are a great resource for survivors as there are FEMA representatives on site that are available to help assist survivors with registering, uploading documents that they need, may need for their application. They could help them with submitting appeals and they can, they're also there just to support the survivors, answer their questions that they may have. Um, other people that may be at the Disaster Recovery Center might be SBA, um, people from the state, and there are other resources available as well. And these Disaster Recovery Centers are open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Saturday. So that's that's the one thing I think that people stumble with, too, is you've got to have the documentation and um, everything like, I mean, it's nice to have it digitized, uh, but uploading documents, I think, probably might be the one of the di- more difficult thing for a, a huge chunk of the population, the older chunk of population. So that's something that at, the, at these centers, you can just go with all your paperwork and say, help me get this up and loaded so I can apply. Exactly. And the FEMA representatives, they're amazing at their jobs. They work so hard and they're really there to help assist survivors every step of the way. And they're so patient and um, they're there. They're there for the survivors. Did you mention how many disaster recovery centers there are around Vermont? So at this moment, we have five right now. Um, and then on Monday, we will have four. And although... Um, Which one's closing down? Today, Johnson County will be... Uh, the Northern Vermont University one and Johnson will be closing. And then on Monday, Waterbury, Barry, 
Wardsboro and Barton will remain open. And um, although the FEMA disaster recovery centers, you know, some are closing, it does not mean that FEMA is gone. We're still here. We're still here to help the survivors for the long haul. And um, one thing is if you can't get to a disaster recovery center, it's not mandatory to go there. You can still apply online at disasterassistance.gov. You can call our helpline at 800-621-3362, or you can download the FEMA app and register on your smartphone or tablet. So FEMA even has an app. Mm-hmm. So you really try to make it as, as, as easy as possible, even though these physical centers are beginning to close. There's, there's a variety of ways you can reach out to FEMA. Exactly. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back. If you've got any questions uh, with the FEMA process, um, 888-4. Listen the way you want. Now we return on The Morning Drive. News Talk WVMT. Welcome back to The Morning Drive, everybody. Kurt and Anthony here, and we're continuing our discussion now with Brianna Summer. Fenton. I got it right that time. Yes. And she is a representative of, of uh, FEMA here from California. They're here to do the work to help people, and they're going to be here until until the work is done, basically. Exactly. So if you have a question for, for Brianna about FEMA and what the, the work they're doing, give us a call on the McKenzie Country Classic Hotline, 888-414-0303. If you have any questions, give us a call. Uh, Brianna, let's talk about the FEMA letter. Um, I talked to someone one time uh, who told me they got a FEMA letter. And they thought it, initially it was a denial because it said in the letter you are ineligible. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that? That doesn't necessarily mean it's a denial, right? Correct. So when survivors receive a letter, it's very important that they carefully read the letter as it contains information regarding their case. It could include the type of assistance they may be receiving. Um, it might even let them know what are you missing from your case It could also include how to use your funds that you may be receiving appropriately. And so anyone determined to be ineligible, like you were saying, does not mean that you are denied. Often it just means that you need to send more information. And so in many cases, it could be you're missing your proof of occupancy or your proof of residency. And some of these um, are just some common um, things that you can fix. And... um, If an applicant disagrees with FEMA's decision, they have the opportunity to submit an appeal within 60 days of receiving the determination letter. And in this appeal, it's important that they state why they are appealing um, and to also include supporting documents. So it could be such as a contractor's estimate. And in this appeal, um, you could submit it online. You could go to the Disaster Recovery Center or you could mail or fax it in as well. I think if you have the chance to go to the Disaster Recovery Center and you could talk with the FEMA representative and they can walk you through the process. So if you have any any serious questions with the letter, it might be a good idea to go to one of the centers. Exactly, and they could open up your case for you and walk you through it. Because I can imagine, I, I, I have a feeling if I looked at a letter, I might, I might just have the urge immediately if I saw ineligible to just kind of stop reading and say, Oh my God, I'm, I'm in, in, ineligible for assistance when it may not be the case. Exactly. So if you have read that you're ineligible, it does not mean you are denied. Please read the letter. Please reach out to FEMA. And again, like I was saying, we're here to help every step of the way. That's pretty significant. I mean, people need to, to really realize that. And it could just be one little piece of information that's missing, right? 
Exactly. So it could just be you didn't put your proof of occupancy in there. And Brianna, um, did how did it work in terms of Addison County? Addison County got flooded outside of the initial stage of flooding. And so there hadn't been a disaster declaration made immediately. The governor's governor and his team had to work to get approval from the federal government, which they de- then did get just recently. Um, how did that affect FEMA? Did, were you on hold for a while in terms of Addison County residents? So Addison County is not eligible for individual assistance, but they are eligible for public assistance, which is something um, which is more like regarding like the town and the county and FEMA works with the town and the county and is able to provide the town and the county uh, grants, but is not something for individuals and households. Okay. So some, so the, so the, the town roads and the county roads and the, and the public infrastructure FEMA can help with. Exactly. And so the nine designated counties for um, individual assistance is Caledonia, Chittenden, Orange, Orleans, Lamoille, Rutland, Windsor, Wyndham, and Washington County. Kurt and I both were born uh, in Addison County, okay. so we're just like a little concerned. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> I'm just having a little fun, sorry. Now, who who autom- do people automatically, who get who gets the FEMA letter? Um, those that apply, so... Anybody that... Once you apply with FEMA, um, you'll end up getting a call from an inspector. The inspector will inspect your property, inspect your damages and losses. So I think it's really important that you take photos and document your damages and losses that you have and to keep any receipts related to your disaster recovery or your cleanup process. Um, While you are cleaning up or rebuilding right now, keep those receipts. um, Make sure that you do it safely and um yes just do it safely please uh what what happens if somebody doesn't have that doesn't have that paperwork um that is something that i would call the helpline for so 800-621-3362 and someone will be able to assist that person and is there any kind of a is there any kind of a floor or or a ceiling as to how much um relief FEMA can give to a particular individual? Is there a cutoff? So uh, it's really just on case-by-case basis. So it varies from you to your neighbor. Everyone has experienced something a little bit different than their neighbor. And so it just goes by -by case-by-case basis. Do you know what the maximum amount you have seen being Um, given out is? I I do not have that number on the maximum amount received. but like we were talking about before, if you disagree with FEMA's decision, you do have the opportunity to keep appealing. And where are the decisions made? Uh, decisions are made at the National Processing Center. And um, so first, like I was saying, um, the inspector will inspect your damages. They'll put, send that report to the National, National Processing Center, and then the decisions are made there. And Brianna, whenever your work is done here, um, are you then just curious on a personal level how you're then assigned to another disaster area somewhere else in the country? In most cases, yes. What has been just in your own experience? What's been some of the most interesting places you've been sent, or or, or um, disasters that you've been sent out to? Um, 
I've been to many disasters and it's it's sometimes hard going to disasters because you are going to a place where um, it's devastating for the community and devastating for the state that you're in. And um, But I do think that being in Vermont, I know that it's been a very devastating time for people here, but it is a beautiful state. And um, so far I've been really enjoying the time that I do have. Um, I've really been enjoying it and... It's, I think it's really great to see how resilient Vermonters are and seeing them support one another, seeing all their like flood relief efforts. It's been really amazing to see this community just come together. Um, I've seen mountain biking communities um, are raising funds, and I think that's really amazing to just see the community come together and see this resiliency that they're not they're going to keep rising up. And when you come to like a place like Vermont with what happened with the flooding in, in July and then further into Addison County, a little further, does FEMA give you like uh, you can expect to be in Vermont for three months or six months? Or I mean, I know it's when the job's done, but do they start out giving you an expectation or it's just kind of you're going to be there till till we tell you it's over? Um, I think it's it's kind of different for each um, employee. Um, yeah, I I don't know what my end date is here, um, but I do know that FEMA will be here for the long haul. Is it? Do you find it rewarding work to be to be working on helping uh, people who are going through what they're going through here? Definitely. I mean, I hope that the FEMA assistance will be able to help put people back on their feet again, and I hope that we're able to help um, them with their immediate needs. Uh, we're almost out of time, Brianna, but can you put out the basic information again for people, people information that people should know if they, you know, if they don't know what, uh, what their next steps are? So if you don't know what to do or you haven't heard back from FEMA, we recommend calling the 800-621-3362 number. You can go online to disasterassistance.gov or you can visit a FEMA representative at a disaster recovery center from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Saturday.